Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in. Look, we're doing a whole series of good news segments, and this is good news. You know, when we're thinking about our lives and how our lives have changed, you know, we're also thinking about our children. We're thinking about our grandchildren. We're thinking about anybody that wants to get a higher education. But the question really is, you know, what do parents know or not know? I'm talking to a parent the other day said to me, honestly, I don't even know what I don't know about how my child is going to fare out in this upcoming college year. Well, I want to talk about one thing in particular, the college board. And what are they doing? Lacey Allen is joining me here today, Associate Director of Scholarship Strategy at the College Board. And just so you know, in the background, in case you don't hear from people, People like Lacey, people like organized at the college board, they are doing stuff. That's why we need to tell you about it. Lacey, it's great to have you. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. I, I think when I said we don't even we don't know what we don't know, I mean I I'm talking to parents who are basically saying we're trying to do the best we can, but they don't know what you've got in your strategy and what you all have stepped up to do. So let's just give everybody a laser, almost like speed dating, 10 minute interview of what you're up to. Tell me about why this was so important for you all to come out in front with the new scholarship program. Sure, I think you just hit it extremely importantly. Really the the core of why we created this new scholarship program is because we heard from students and families across the country that they were confused and overwhelmed by the college application process. They wanted a simple guide or roadmap to share um, what to do and when to do it. And so I like to think of this program as a combination between a college planning guide and a scholarships program. We award $5 million each year to students across the country. And how it works is it lays out six key steps that students should take during their junior and senior years of high school. And these steps help them plan, prepare, and pay for college. And as students do each one of these steps, they earn chances at scholarships that range from $500 to $2,000. And when they complete five out of the six steps, they earn a chance at a $40,000 scholarship. Wow. You know, I, I want to just be really clear uh, right now for the moment for people that may be listening and maybe, <laughs> maybe thinking, well, $500, what can you do with that? Let me tell you something. Where I grew up, in the projects, in the Bronx, $500 towards anything that I was going to do or my nieces or my nephews wanted to do to, to really move on with getting the education I wanted, it was a boost up. 
And so what I love about what you're talking about is there's going to be opportunities for students, if they follow the guideline, to get multiple uh, opportunities at funding for their future, correct? Yes, that's absolutely correct. Each one of these steps is an individual scholarship. And so the power is, um, as you do a step, you're eligible for that scholarship. And when you do all six steps, you're eligible for a really big uh, scholarship. I like the really big one. Um, Lacey, look, before we get too far ahead, I just want to make sure we mention a bunch of times how people can go find out more. Absolutely. To learn more, uh, they can visit the College Board Opportunity Scholarships website at cb.org slash opportunity. And there uh, you can uh, mm-hmm. read more about the program, each step, how students become eligible, as well as sign up and begin starting to take these important college planning steps. Okay. Are you allowed to give us a run through on what the six steps are? Absolutely. Yes. Um, the very first step is is build your college list and to do that students must uh, build a college list of six colleges um, to be eligible for the $500 scholarship. The next step is practice for the SAT and so using our free official SAT practice on Khan Academy when students practice for six hours they become eligible for the scholarship of a thousand dollars and then the next step is improve your score. And that's all about showing how practice pays off. Um, and so when students practice for the SAT and if they show, show a score improvement in their scores, uh, they're eligible for the scholarship of $2,000. And then um, we have strengthen your college list. And so that's all about revisiting that college list that students created and just making sure it has a really good mix of academic safety, fit and read schools. Um, and so when students do that, they're eligible for a $500 scholarship. Uh, and then we have the last two, which is complete the FAFSA. So by filling out the, the free government form to apply for federal financial aid, uh, you can also tell us that you filled out the FAFSA and you could be eligible for this scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all really leads up to the final one, uh, the apply to colleges scholarship. So that's when students apply to at least two schools, and that could be two-year schools, four-year schools, uh, any schools they're interested in they'll be eligible for this last scholarship of $1,000. You know what I love about this? And I don't know if you're talking a, a, a lot about it because I know these interviews are really short. What I love about it is these are motivational steps. And let me just let me just see if I'm on track with what I'm about to say. And please feel free to correct me if I'm not. When I think about this and I think about the coaching work I do in the world, these are motivational steps. And what that means is sometimes, and even for me, I went back to school at like 41 years old. This process was like daunting. We didn't have this. And when I look at what you're doing, what you're doing is you're breaking this down into piece parts that are manageable and doable. And then you're saying, if you do this one step, there's a reward over here for it. Now, it's a motivation for you to let me go do the second step. And I love the brilliance of that. Thank you. I think you just hit it all perfectly. Um, I like to think of this as a win-win. So um, not only are are students taking each step to get closer and closer to, um, you know, just on that goal and pathway to college, 
but there's incentives to motivate and reward students for doing all of those key important actions. And so whether you win a scholarship or not, you're, you're just one step closer to being college ready. Now, uh, is this for all the states in the United States? What about Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands? Where, where are we with that? We have listeners all over. I just sure. want to be, be clear here. That's wonderful. The program is open to all students in the class of 2021 who attend high school in the U.S., Puerto Rico, and other U.S. territories. And so um, currently it's open for students in the class of 2021, so rising seniors. Um, but juniors out there, so students in the class of 2022, this program will open up to them later this year. Yeah, I have to say this. You know, the message may not get out there to parents in this way. But my own experience going back to school later in life or, you know, advanced educate. What do we call it? Do we actually even call it advanced education anymore? I don't even know. Um, but the more we can get pro active about our future, the more the reality will manifest our future. And that goes for uh, these just amazing young adults who will become our leaders. I mean, isn't that an important part too, is to get people excited and stimulated to do something which otherwise could be a little scary? Absolutely. I know when when I was in high school and I when I worked with high school students, it's hard to know where to start. And sometimes when you get overwhelmed, the first thing you want to do is just shut down and just say, oh, gosh, I don't even know where to start. I'll just I'll figure it out later. And so what I love about this program is it really pieces everything out. So you're not having to do everything at once. You really start um it's really wherever you are on your college application process. And for students who are the high achievers, for students who are C students, it's, it's really for everyone. You know, can I, can I, I got a few more minutes. Do you mind if I just go off topic a little bit, Lacey? Just a, a minute. Sure, go for it. So here's, yeah. here's what I've learned in 16 years doing something that started out with me dialing a wrong phone number. Seriously, that is the story. Um, I, I was never expected to have the future I have. 10 years in a doctoral program, your friends think you've lost your mind when you do something like this, something you love. How about you? I mean, your pathway, your journey, I mean, look at what you're doing to trans transform the way we understand and empower our youth. What was it about you and growing up? What what touched your heart to get you so engaged and passionate about this, Lacey? Do you mind if I ask you that? No, not at all. I think it's a wonderful question, you know, and I, I grew up um, and I think I what really motivated me is I had a um, I was lucky to have really amazing teachers and counselors who showed me that they cared and they helped open up my eyes to so many different possibilities. Never in my life did I think I would be um, getting to work for this amazing program. Yeah. And I live in New York City and it, it was never even crossed my mind, but I had people along my path in life who encouraged me um, to try new things, to reach outside my comfort zone and to follow my passions. And I'm really excited that I had a, a couple, my family and a, and a couple mentors along the way who just 
you know, help motivate me and, and unlock some doors I thought were closed for my for me. You know, I, I love that question. And by the way, I just asked you one of the questions I've been asking close to 10,000 people. But part of this is our backstory. It's our story where we get to talk about our lives. What is your and the and the board? What are vision? I want to know your vision in an ideal world, right? And you're sitting out there and maybe we got our magic lamp and you and I are like rubbing that lamp and we got something showing up and we're like, oh, okay, this is what I want for these students. What might that be? I think my, my, my magic goal, my, my hope for really students and the youth of, of our future is that every student um, gets to do whatever they want. And I think that so many times, I think you're, you mentioned earlier, hearing from a parent, like you don't know what you don't know. And I think the same applies to students is, um, you know, you don't really know what careers are out there or what life possibilities are out there. So my hope is that every student has someone in their life that's cheering for them and that's rooting for them. And they also get to, um, through living and learning, they get to unlock their, their own potential. So last question, website again, gotta have it. Personal message. What do you want to leave us with? Absolutely. Um, so the website for the College Board Opportunity Scholarships, which again, if you are even thinking about um, going to college, I absolutely recommend that you go to our website at cb.org slash opportunity. Um, that is cb as in collegeboard.org slash opportunity to learn more about our program. And there's a really big deadline coming up at the end of March. And to be eligible for those $40,000 scholarship students must sign up for the program and complete that very first step, build your college list by July 31st. Man, I'm telling you, I can't, I cannot express how important this is, what you're doing. I cannot even tell you. You know, my first go around, Lacey, uh, when I had a passion to go back to school, I completely flunked out on all of the process steps to make that happen. That's how important what you're doing is to me personally. You know, if I had the knowledge and this program when I was trying to figure it out when I was in my 20s, I'm telling you, this would have been a more opportunistic possibility journey. And that's what you're doing for people. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for having me again. Thank you. All right, everybody. This is definitely a good news segment. I want you all to pass this on. Pass it on. All right, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. TransformationTalkRadio.com Hey, everybody. You know, about a month ago, I made a comment about the fact that, you know, one of the things that I do is I volunteer for things. And so one of the volunteer things that I really like to get involved with is making sure that our food banks have food. And that's not easy to do. But here locally, I know what it's like to have a food bank, a place where food is available to people run out of baby food. And I, I think when that happened here in the Seattle area, it was shocking to me. But what are we doing about it? You know, what can be done? How are we combating food insecurity during COVID-19 crisis? And I'm telling you, that is really a thing. Um, today, joining me here today is Leila Kasha, who is going to be talking about just that, 
Senior VP, Marketing Communications, Grocery Outlet. And today, how are locally owned grocery stores across the country, like everywhere across the country, how are they answering the call to support the food bank? And I mean, this is a serious thing. This is not just, by the way, oh, we're running out of food. No, people are not eating. They are starving. Um, Layla, let's talk about this because what I have found over the years, every time I've taken this conversation on, people are like in shock. They're like, really, Pat? In Seattle, they ran out of baby food? Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's it's very, uh, it's, it's hard to believe <laughs> in the country that we live in that we have this need. And I will tell you, this is our 10th year doing uh, the Independence from Hunger Food Drive. And I've never seen numbers like this. They yeah. are triple what they have been. Brookings will tell you, Brookings Institute is telling us it is triple the normal need. One in four kids is going hungry because of COVID-19. And it's really because their schools were a great place for them to get that really solid one square meal. And when the schools closed, that took that opportunity away from them. And it then taxed the food banks. So the food banks ran out much quicker. Nobody was prepared. I mean, none of us were prepared, right? I didn't have toilet paper in my house. I don't know if you did, but I was like, oh, this caught me off guard. I need to go figure out how to get toilet paper. Yeah. Nobody was prepared. Yeah. So it really is it's, it's staggering that this is happening in our in our country. But it is. It's shocking. And you know what? You know what? I'm shocked even more about. And this, this is, and I don't know how to make, I don't know how to change this. Maybe you have more influence than I do. Um, what I'm shocked about is, uh, you know, you turn on whatever the local TV is that you're watching. And I love that they're covering who got the PPP money and who didn't. But for me, somebody, please talk about these kids uh, going without food in the United States of America. Please, somebody talk about it. But I guess that's what you and I are doing, right? That's what we're doing. Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's always for the for for a lot of people, it's the that's the sizzling story. This is the reality of what we're dealing with every day. And and you and I probably deal with it every day because of the of the work that we're doing and where we are. And um I think that it's interesting and, and surprising to me when I'm having conversations with people that I know, when we talk about this, they're like, What do you mean people are going hungry? Like it just people can't um, don't think about it. But I do think that we're bringing more awareness. This is a passion project for Grocery Outlet. It has been a passion project. Our mission is touching lives for the better. And our CEO, who is a third generation family member and has been with the company for 26 years, he's an amazing man. This is his mm. legacy. This is what he is passionate about, is delivering food to like, if you look at our stores, we're in a lot of food deserts. Um, we really, really are, are trying to bridge that gap as best we can. And so that's what we do. You know, we do what we can. You, exactly. You know, recently, I've started to talk about some of the events of my youth. Um, and people have asked me, why have you waited so long to talk about them? I'm like, I'll tell you why I waited so long to talk about them. They're hard. The harsh reality, albeit I wasn't homeless for a long period of time because, man, I had some angels, but I know what it's like not to have a place to sleep or not to, I mean, imagine in a, not to know where you're going to get food from. And this is what we're talking, this, this is Maslow's basic 
needs hierarchy. You know, but I want to hear about you all because this independence from hunger, this national food drive, this is a 10-year anniversary. So you've been at this a Mm -hmm. long time. Tell me what you think needs to be done now and what you all are doing now to help with the hunger crisis. I will tell you, the first thing I want to tell you is one of our, um, so we have over 360 locations uh, across the West Coast and a few in Pennsylvania. And you in in the Seattle area, actually in North Tacoma, yep. have some independent operators. So again, I told you all of our stores are independently owned and operated. So Ken and Lynn Lowe own that location. And they are year after year in the top five donations in our organization. They are amazing. And they partner with many food banks because they've they've got this down to a science. So they're partnering with my sister's pantry, with University Place Food Bank. I mean, they are doing real work and they raise thousands of dollars in food and cash. And it's amazing. And that story is replicated all over Seattle and all over our network. So we work really hard and they partner with these groups, not just one off in the summer like we're doing right now. It is the time. You know, originally when we picked the July month, it was because the food bank is super taxed over the summer break because there's no school normally. Right. So that's why we picked July and that's why we've been doing it for 10 years. But this year, we're just exacerbated with COVID-19. It's just been such so much more of a, of a need. So the way these stores do that is they find these partners. So I just mentioned Ken and Lynn are using My Sister's Pantry as an example. And they find out from them what the need is. So they'll prepack food bags that are available in the, in the store. So you go by the store, you grab a food bag. It's prepacked with stuff that the food bank has asked for. They run it through the check stand. It's one swipe, so you don't have to scan every item. Um, the bag has a total on it. If it's total is $5 or more, then Grocery Outlet will give you a coupon to come back and see us another visit for $5 off. So we're trying to really incentivize what people already want to do. Everyone wants to give. Everyone wants to be generous. So we're, we're incentivizing that a little bit. If you donate $5 in cash or more, you'll get the same coupon. And then the third way to donate at the location is to round up your transaction. So this year, more than ever, every penny counts. And so we will round, you round up that transaction and all that cash goes to the food bank. So what we've decided at Grocery Outlet Corporate is to even step this up a little bit more is that we will match at the corporate level. We will match dollar for dollar. Every penny that is raised in your communities, we will match to that local food bank. So all the dollars will stay in the community up to a million dollars. So we're going to do everything we can, Dr. Pat. Yeah. And, you know, I want to tell this is really the eye opener. Let's send people to the website. And the reason I'm saying that is because it's one thing for you and I to be talking about this based on our experience and our passion. I want people, when they go to your website, I want them to see the results. And by the way, they can donate in store. They can go and, and go to groceryoutlet.com. But, but let's tell them about the portal you've created for people that are thinking, well, it's not really that bad here. Can we, can we talk about this, what you all have created to educate people on the website? Yeah, so there is a portal, uh, groceryoutlet.com slash donate, that has a link so you can donate um, to that, that donation link goes to the Alameda County Community Food Bank. That's our, so we do, the, we practice what we preach. So in our backyard where our offices are, there is the Alameda County Community Food Bank and they get those donations. But there is all kinds of statistics 
on the website that really give you more information around where we get our information, um, how many kids are going hungry, what the national statistic is. 11 million households, households this year will have limited access to food. That's coming right from the USDA. Um, so all of that information is there. And it is, um, it is, a, it is time for us yeah. to step up and help. As yeah. best we can. And I, can I give a shout out? When you go there, if you're thinking, oh, we just mentioned Tacoma. No. When you go there, go to the store locator. And when you go to the store locator, right, you can type in a code, but you can search by region. So for those of you that are thinking, ah, I live in Everett, bingo, there it is. Oh, wait, but I live in Monroe, bingo, there it is. But how about Linwood, bingo, Kenmore, Lake City, right? So what I'm trying to say is go to the locator. If you're thinking we only mentioned Tacoma and you don't live in Tacoma, no. Go look at all the locations. And that is astonishing to me. We have amazing locations. We have amazing locations all over your community. So Skyway, Jeff and Aaron are there. They're happy to help you. In South Tacoma, Brian is happy to help you. Uh, Either if you're shopping or if you want to donate or you want to learn more about their specific partners, um, they would love to tell you more. Crown Hill, Norman Tammy would love to tell you about Fallen Brothers of Seattle. That's another. That's another really great hyper local um, charity that they're that they're um, sponsoring. Bounce Back Seattle, Food Bank at St. Mary's. There's all kinds of really great small local partnerships, and all of these operators are very very passionate about this cause. So you can stop into any store and ask to talk to an operator, and they would love to tell you all about their community partner. And they're that- very passionate about. This. And that's why I'm so excited about this, because, you know, I love to look at are are we as a state here? Are we getting involved? And boy, I'll tell you, I was like, oh, my gosh, man, we there's even like there's even like a a grocery outlet on at Port Angeles. And I'm thinking to myself, why are we not talking about this more? Why are we not telling people? Because it's not just about this is what you can do and how you can do it. You can get gift cards here for people. You can be a company and don't and, and be part of this as part of what you're doing as your contribution. I mean, give me from your perspective, if I ask you, what are the top three things, calls to action? What are your top three that you would like to see our listeners get involved with and or do? I I would say I see it a little bit. um, I see it from a different perspective. So I see that, you know, it's been two weeks or two weeks into our campaign and we've already raised $1.6 million. That is coming from incredibly generous shoppers that are coming into our stores that understand that this is a need. Mm -hmm. And so they're getting in. I think that that really speaks volumes. You know, when, when time is down and people are out of work, Logic and math would tell you that your donations should be down, right? Yeah. I'm a little, I'm not sure if I'm going to have a job. I'm not sure um, where my next paycheck is coming from. So I may not give money, but that's actually the opposite of what's happening, which is so tremendous to me. It really shows me, it gives me incredible faith in humanity that people are taxed and struggling themselves, but know that someone might have it worse than them. And they still, I'm getting all emotional now, Dr. Yeah, Pat. No, Thanks. I am like, too. <laughs> I am too. Uh, but I mean, it's so, it's so touching to see that happen in real time in our stores where people are giving 
back. It happens so often in our stores. I've been in stores, so we are a very uh, roll up your sleeves kind of organization. And um, we go in and pack bags for groceries. We run check stands sometimes. We're doing all kinds of stuff in the stores. And I've seen people pay for other people's groceries as a random act of kindness because they're struggling or when they go to put something back, they say, no, no, go ahead and grab it. I'll just take, I'll cover it. It is very, um, that's what I see. I see people really getting involved and our shoppers are the most generous, thoughtful people. I love our customers because they really do care about their neighbor. And that's what makes Grocery Outlet so great. It makes our operators are the same way. And it just makes it such a great community to be a part of. Wow. I want to thank you for today. I mean, it's, unless you have been at that place where you've been down a court and or you live in the place where I live in, Washington State, you know, the just the altruistic energy here across the board is part of what keeps me in the state. I mean, the people here, you watch them, you know, you see them, you see the action that is taken. You know, the, the uh, different outlets we have are here in the state that don't even exist in other states. And I think that I'm not surprised that they're donating because they understand the dignity of the human spirit. And so do you. Thank you so much for today. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. Thanks for having me. One more time, give out that website, please. Groceryoutlet.com slash donate. All right, everybody, let's do it. Not one single person should be go hungry in the United States of America. And these folks are making that a reality to have zero, zero people go hungry. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. TransformationTalkRadio.com Welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Follow host Sarah Main on her ongoing journey of conscious confidence and gain timeless wisdom to unleash unparalleled confidence. A conscious confidence. Learn to ignite the living spark of wisdom, a new narrative for fulfillment contained in Sanskrit and the ancient, powerful, engaging, and fun conscious conversations to discover your own magnificent true self. Learn to dispel the fear shadow as Sarah provides essential knowledge about embracing change and the power of transformation. Get ready. Conscious Confidence starts now. Welcome, welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio. I'm your host, Sarah Main, creator of Conscious Confidence, a timeless wisdom. And today we're going to talk about strength, fearlessness and resilience. They're the three foundations of strength. Strength, fearlessness, and resilience. So what is strength? How do we become strong? What do we do with the strength when we acquire it? What's fearlessness? How do we face our fears? And what's resilience? Buddha says, a man who conquers himself is greater than one who conquers a thousand men in battle. So let's talk about these three foundations of strength. So when we're talking about strength, fearlessness and resilience, I always go back to the wisdom of the Sanskrit language to deepen and broaden our perspective because we need to get new definitions for things. We need to refresh our definitions because often we have limits around what we think about things. So if you get some new knowledge, 
it can broaden how you view things and therefore how you can act. So I've taken three Sanskrit words. There's balam, and that carries the sense we would expect of actual strength and power and might and force. And then there's abhayam, which means fearlessness. And that's the strength to face one's fears. And abhayam is made up of two parts. There's a little a uh at the beginning. And then there's bahayam, a uh and bahayam. And that a uh actually does something. Bahayam means fear. So our fears. The a uh at the beginning literally means not. And um, in philosophical terms, it can be seen as a measure of awareness or pure consciousness. So pure consciousness before the fears, wakefulness before the fears, being mindful before the fear, up bahayam, and that ends up as fearlessness because that wakefulness allows you to move forward through the fear, so fearless. And then abhyasa, the usual meaning of abhyasa for anyone who knows Sanskrit means sustained disciplined practice, repetition. Uh, repeatedly turning to the work despite challenges and failures. So that's what abhyasa typically means. But because disciplined practice requires someone to return again and again despite any failure and challenges that they may experience, it also means resilience. So coming back to something again and again, not being put off, bouncing back, that's resilience, abhyasa. So we're literally bouncing back into proper shape. In the English, it means the capacity to bounce back or recover quickly from difficulties, <clears throat> literally buoyancy, um, the power or ability to spring back, almost elasticity is actually the meaning of resilience. We use the word, but do we know what it means? And that's what it's talking about. So abhyasa is that ability to bounce back and keep on practising, keep on going and achieving your goals. So remember that Sanskrit wisdom is pure and perfectly formed because Sanskrita means pure and perfectly formed. So it's always fantastic to go back to that pure and perfectly formed wisdom because it has the power in it. So here's a story. Imagine a young woman with a beautiful voice is asked one day to sing in front of a large audience. She has great talent, a real gift and she's worked under expert teachers to develop her skills and so she's worked hard and practiced repeatedly but she's terrified at the prospect of performing in public. Despite this she's persuaded by her family and her teacher that hers is a gift that must be shared with people so she agrees to perform. She trusts everyone. She overcomes her nerves and gives an amazing performance. And the audience is, for the time she's on stage, absolutely transported to a higher place. Twice during the performance, she actually makes slight mistakes, but she carries on, not letting that affect her. So what does this story tell us? What can we learn from this, especially in relation to strength, fearlessness and resilience. Well, she demonstrates strength, balam, 
through using her gift to delight and enhance the lives of herself and others. She shows fearlessness, abhayam, by not allowing her fears to prevent her from performing. She goes through those fears. And she shows resilience, abhyasa, in her rigorous training and in her ability to carry on despite a few mistakes, a few missteps. So what do we do? Well, balam, it's really interesting. If you go further into the meaning of balam in the Sanskrit, we find that its true meaning is connected to prana. And anyone who's done some yoga will know the word prana before. Prana literally means breath or the life force. So our first clue to balam is that it lies not in the usual trials that we understand our strength to be required for, but rather in the mastery of life force. It lies in controlling, enhancing and wielding life-giving powers. So true strength lies with those who allow life spirit in everyone, in themselves and in others to flourish and grow. So then next is abhayam. This beautiful Sanskrit word relates, uh, it means fearlessness and it relates to strength in relation to fearlessness. And as I said before, it's made up of a and bahayam. Bahayam literally means fear and a is this pure consciousness and it's carried by that short syllable a at the beginning. And it, the precious, profound wisdom of Sanskrit shines here because the very word contains the message that we all have fears. They're all different and they're all very personal to us. But with that simple consciousness, that simple awareness, that moment of wakefulness, that tiny measure of consciousness at the beginning, we can move forward through the fears and move forward in our life completely protected by the paralyzing effects of fear. And that's all contained in that one word, Abhayam, fearlessness. And just like the singer, she overcame her fears to give her performance and she displayed Abhayam. She was strong. And then the last one's Abhyasa, resilience. Um, and as I said before, the usual meaning of Abhyasa is repetition or sustained disciplined practice. And just think about anything that we've practiced. It could be in sports, in music, learning to play the piano, uh, learning to learning something when studying. You meet a lot of challenges. You find there's a lot of mistakes to be made, but you keep going. You want to actually achieve your goals and not let any apparent temporary setbacks put you off. And that ability to spring back and return again and again, that's resilience. And if you commit to something, even like... Um, getting fit for example all despite all the challenges you're demonstrating um resilience and you're developing resilience it's like a muscle it'll get stronger and you know you can bounce back you know you'll be all right you know you can achieve so the summary of all of this strength fearlessness and resilience um, what's the nature of true strength and what have we learned well first balam is life enhancing True strength is life enhancing. Abhayam springs from facing our fears and acting despite them. And abhyasa 
is flexible, resilient, and able to bounce back from whatever life throws at us. And we can keep going, stay on course and achieve our goals. So we have strength, fearlessness, and resilience. Balam, Abhayam, and Abhyasa. So Sanskrit's got it all wrapped up for us. These are the three foundations of real, true strength. So what do we do? <clears throat> well, firstly, for Balam, for strength, think in our daily interactions, how do we in some small way leave everyone we meet with their lives enhanced, improved and expanded? Now, that could be simply speaking a kind word to someone, a smile, a little help carrying a heavy parcel, maybe giving a little time to listen to someone. All of those simple things are actually related to real strength because they enhance someone's lives. We're actually enhancing and expanding our life and theirs. And that is the way of actually growing true strength. Simple things like that. Next is Abhayam. Think in another situation of some fear or anxiety that prevents us from doing what's needed or saying what's needed to be said. So in that situation where we feel the fear and anxiety, take a deep breath, feel your feet on the floor, become present, raise your awareness in that moment and walk calmly through the fear to a place of simple, decisive action. Pick something simple and actually practice Abhayam, fearlessness, and walk right through that fear. You can do it. And Abhyasa, the resilience, let's resolve to return again and again, despite setbacks, despite challenges to any worthwhile task. Commit to it. Don't let yourself be put off. Find that strength and find that strength that helps and inspires ourselves and others. We all have limitless strength, so let's go and use it and achieve our goals. So every show I have a, a mailbag and I have listeners that send me questions and I've got some wonderful questions. So it's the three foundations of true strength and that's uh, in Sanskrit, balam strength, abhayam fearlessness and abhyasa resilience. So just to recap, remember those foundations are within yourself and you can practice them, which is strength, which is life enhancing, fearlessness, which is being wakeful when you feel the fear, be awake, ah, that's the ah in front of Baha'i, be awake and walk through those fears, fearlessness. And then resilience, sticking to your course, sticking to what you want to do. Don't be put off, bounce back, don't let any temporary failures put you off, stay the course. So that's resilience. Those, those are the three foundations of real strength. And you can practice those in daily life. So it's mailbag time. And I've had a question, uh, which is, what are the seven gateways of transformation? What are the seven gateways of transformation? And this question is referring to a chapter in my book. And the seven gateways of transformation is actually... Um, profound piece of wisdom from the wisdom traditions originally in Sanskrit but it it reflects in so many different contexts the seven gateways describes the process of change it's like a law or development of change I put it in my book um, when we to describe the process of when we decide when we come to ourselves and we want to actually develop real confidence 
conscious confidence within ourselves and achieve our goals, there is actually a known process. It sometimes seems like it's random, but it isn't. It's actually a known process. And it covers these seven steps. So what are the seven gateways of transformation? So it's going from the limited to the limitless, from the individual to the universal, or just the start from an idea to achieving our goals. The same seven-step process. The first uh, step is inspiration, where we get the idea. We wake up to something. Uh, all of a sudden, we have a different vision of, the situation we realize that we are limited and we want to be limitless in a particular context we realize we want to do something we get an idea or we get inspired by some great work so that point of inspiration is step one and that changes everything step two is then we realize that we don't know what to do we need to get some knowledge now, either that knowledge comes from within, but typically we actually need to learn the knowledge. So we might find a teacher, we might read a book, some way or other, we actually have to get some new knowledge to move forward. And we need to start applying that knowledge. So we apply the knowledge, then we discover more questions. So we reapply the knowledge we have more questions, so we're going back and we're reading more, we're learning more, we're going to a teacher, we're asking them more questions, we're learning more. So it's that whole education learning process. And all the while we're practising, we're applying, we're meeting challenges, we're overcoming them, we're carrying on. So that's absolutely appropriate to what we're talking about here in, in today's show. So that's step two. There's a lot of work going on there. And what's happening is steps two and then three, step three is a, um, it's literally called attenuation of the mind. And attenuation means making thinner. And that means we're getting more focused. And that means we're getting stronger. And all the unnecessary things are falling away. So step one is the inspiration. Step two is learning and applying and growing and step three is we're getting stronger and that's the sign of the growth is the strength the focus and that's where that growing strength that growing confidence is coming from so and the step one you do need to keep refreshing the inspiration so you need the company of people uh, doing the same thing typically because you re-inspire each other you support each other you help each other and step two, you're learning, you're applying that knowledge. And step three is um, you're growing stronger, that attenuation. So in Sanskrit, that's shubhejcha, suvichar, and arantanumanasa. So those three steps, steps one, two, and three, it's pretty much a cycle. And you just keep working and working and working at those. And that's where the real sort of grunt work is happening. Um, <clears throat> then step four is where we achieve a level of um, accomplishment, of steadiness, of strength. And typically, we don't fall back from there. So steps one, two, and three, it's we're working against habit. And so it's very easy to fall back until we actually achieve that level of uh, uh, what's called satwapati, which is a, a level of accomplishment and a level of strength and it's a platform from which we really won't fall back 
But up until that point, until we actually achieve that, where we actually, what we wanted has become so much part of our nature that we won't fall back from that, then we have to keep going on the steps one, two, and three all the time. By step four, it's a different situation. That does mark a turning point. Then steps five, six, and seven, and I've, in my book I keep emphasising this, um, the effort is different. <clears throat> it takes a different uh, turn. Steps one, two, and three, the effort is strong, and, I, and you can see me hot clenching my fist. We, we have to work. But after Satwapati, there's no falling back. You don't fall back because those habits have actually fallen away. We're no longer beset by those habits. And genuinely so. We won't fall back into those habits. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then from steps five, six, and seven, it's different. The effort is this. And it's a surrender. It's a letting go. And there is further to go in terms of full actualization, full realization of something or full realization of yourself if you want to look at it in terms of the, uh, the philosophical, spiritual uh, dimension. Um, and it's best not to say too much about this, but there are stages that you pass through um, and you develop. There are gateways there as well as the individual and the, the, the separation falls away. And that's why the effort is more letting go. Um, there is a continuing growth in the strength, but the strength is about coming to yourself. And if you're, if I'm relating this to um, creating something in the outside world, say you wanted to build something or create something, it's where you become quite masterful at your skills. So all the early acquisition of skills and training is one thing, but then you become a master of your skills, and the effort is much finer. You're not hacking away at something it's much more refined and as a result the thing that you produce is very beautiful very refined and and a very high level exquisite example of what you wish to create so that's an example in the outer world within the inner world from a point of full self-realization it is coming to that complete unity and, of course, a lot has to fall away of separation. And that's an internal work. It's refined and it's at the level of consciousness. And so the effort is letting go, whereas before we needed the effort to really apply knowledge again and again and again. Um, and really the, our attention needs to be on steps one, two and three, that all the rest will take care of themselves. Steps four to seven, take care of themselves. Apply yourselves to steps one, two, and three. That's why my book is full of practices, full of endorsements to practice, full of encouragement to practice. If you want transformation, you actually need to get new knowledge and put it into practice. So then the next question I've got is why and how should you live beyond limits? And that's another reference to something in my book about living beyond limits. And these are the limits within yourself typically that hold us back from living our full potential, expressing our full potential and all the possibilities we have within us and being our best self, living our best self. And really the why is that if we don't, actually always every single day from the moment we get up um, intend to be our best self and give of our best self in simple things like doing the laundry uh, 
cleaning up the house, how we speak to people, the work that we do, how we walk and carry ourselves. All those simple things, if we aim to be our best, then that's what we're offering to everyone. And that is of a higher level of energy. And that energy is being given out to everyone. So our efforts to be our best and live beyond our limits encourages everyone, uplifts everyone, gives everyone the best energy. Whereas if we don't bother, then that's no one benefits from that. You don't benefit from that and no one else benefits from that. But when we're endeavouring to live beyond any personal limits we have and be our best in any moment, that's what we're offering to the world. And that is going to uplift the level of energy for everybody. And someone else may want to take on that and they may say to you, you always look so happy. I always feel so great around you. What's your secret? And then you can tell them. And that's already uplifted someone. It's ripples. So that's, that's why we should live uh, beyond limits and be our best self every single day. Okay, so I hope that helps those two questions. And thank you. They're beautiful questions. I love them. Keep them coming. So how do you learn more about conscious confidence? Well, I've got a website, consciousconfidence.com. Go to my website, consciousconfidence.com. And there's tons of information there. And there's an information about my book, Conscious Confidence, Use the Wisdom of Sanskrit to Find Clarity and Success. Um, and that's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and where all books are sold. And it's in paperback. There's an ebook version and there's the audiobook version as well, which I've recorded. So go to consciousconfidence.com and you can find out more about my book. You can also find the media link there and I've got tons of podcasts if you want to learn more and hear more of uh, Conscious Confidence Radio. There's also links to magazine articles that I've written. Uh, there's a blog and there's also a free design your own alignment guide. Uh, so there's two free videos and some worksheets and I'm on social media. So follow me on Facebook and Instagram and also all my shows are on YouTube. Um, but Go to Facebook or Instagram, that's Conscious Confidence Sarah Main, spelled S-A-R-A-H-M-A-N-E, Conscious Confidence Sarah Main. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Go there and drop me a line, leave a message, ask a question. And also you can drop me an email at info at consciousconfidence.com. I love to have the questions from you uh, and any feedback at all. So that's how you can find out more about Conscious Confidence. And my next show, I've got a very special guest joining me. That's Kate McGuinness. And she's the author of Conscious of Confidence Lost, Confidence Found, How to Reclaim the Unstoppable You. And Kate's got quite a story going from a high-powered corporate career to basically nothing. And she'll tell us how she rebuilt her life, her confidence, and herself in the process. It's an, a remarkable story and wonderful to hear. So remember, the wisdom traditions have got your back. So follow the wisdom. You are limitless. You are universal. You're enough. And I have a bit of Sanskrit to finish. This is a very traditional prayer. May we all be protected. May we all be nourished. May we work together with great energy. May our intellect be sharpened. Let there be no animosity amongst us. Peace, peace, peace. Om Sahana Vavatu, Sahana Bhunaktu, Sahawir Yankara Vavahai, Tejaswina Vadhi Tamastu,
Ma we twishawahai Om Shanti 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 Thanks for joining me and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Conscious Confidence with Sarah Main. Join us next month on Transformation Talk Radio for more timeless wisdom.